I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi there, this is the Gallant Few podcast, part two, episode three. Uh, So today we're going to be looking at the players who we have let go, who we felt should have stayed at the club. Hope you enjoy. Yeah, so we're discussing, um, well, about to discuss, sorry, the the one player that shouldn't have left Rangers. Now, we didn't want to make it unrealistic, so, you know, when we dropped down the divisions, like, we couldn't have kept your likes of Davis and McGregor, John Fleck, you know, a bit unrealistic. So we wanted to discuss, you know, players that we probably could have done more to keep at the club and maybe had a successful career elsewhere and really added value to our to our team. So we will hand over well who's who am I not liking, first of all. Uh, let's see, Colin, do you want to kick us off with, with your suggestion? It'd be a pleasure, Scott. So the boy I'm bringing to the table is Mr Bean himself. Yeah, <laughs> fabulous answer. Shot at Avalazzi. You know, it's I feel a bit embarrassed, listeners. I thought I'd done enough research, but the minute before we started the show, Craig let me know that on Wikipedia it actually has a reference to him looking like Mr. Bean. <laughs> uh, so thanks for doing my homework for me, Craig. <laughs> so, um, sorry, just on a side note, on Twitter there is uh, a guy called uh, Short as Disco Shoes or something and he has this gif of Adelazi dancing when we won the league at Easter Road and it's the most like Eastern European dance ever. It's just <laughs> 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 a joy to watch. Um, but anyway, on to why we shouldn't have sold him. So overall at his time at Rangers, I think he played 90 odd games and got like 44 goals. So he was roughly a one and two one goal and two game striker. His last season, the 04-05 season, where we did win the league, he was injured for most of it. He only played a handful of games. 
So his contract was ended. I think there was discussions about extending his contract. Uh, it came an end, and I think he was looking for a bit more money than what the club were willing to offer at that point. So he moved to AZ Alkmaar. That summer, the big, the big difficulty McLeish had was trying to find a striker who could A, partner Purcell when we were at full squad, or if Purcell was injured, replace him. We already had like Peter Lovengrans or Stephen Thompson, Natural Novo, who was going more to the wing. So the big name striker we got that year was Franny Jeffers. Yeah, the mm. box in the box. <laughs> that was, that was, that was my suggestion for player not to let go as well. <laughs> so if we look at how the 05-06 season went, we done fairly well in Europe. We got to the last 16, but we came third in the league, and a lot of that was, you know, probably a poor team all round. But we didn't really have any real firepower. Nova was playing out in the wing. For most of it, Loving Cranes out in the wing for most of it, or he play up front himself. Loving Cranes only got 11 goals. Then we signed Chris Boyle, who we all know is good as a goal scorer he is. He can only, he can only bring so much to a team. And he got 13 goals. Purcell was on and off by injury. So I just think we have a going on to AZ Alkmaar, which was probably you know, a more competitive league than the SPL at the time. I think that's fair to say. Alkmaar came second. They had a cracking season and they scored 22 goals. And he scored 22 goals in a variety of different positions, either playing up for himself as part of a two or he played either left or right wing. So I think instead of signing Filippo Manieri, Fanny Jeffers, that Frederick Nieto we got on loan, we could have kept Avalazzi and he, he could have been one of our main strikers. We could have played him out in the wing and stuff as well. Uh, I was glad to see him go. I thought in his game was a terrific striker. He never really, never really got the biggest a chance because the striker is always playing alongside with like some moles, you know, Pusto himself. Andy, Andy disagree with me? I was actually, when you first mentioned him, I managed to assume that you were doing your usual talking shit. But when I look at it, he was, so in my head, when he left, he was pretty much done. He was getting on, but I suppose he was only, what, 32 when he left, something like that, maybe. And I'm surprised, uh, just when I was having a look at it there, that he's, as you said, he's gone to, to Alkmaar in the Dutch League, and he's had two good seasons, and he's scored a goal every other game. Better than that, so I'm actually quite surprised by that. I am just all shy now, Because just in my head, thinking back to when he left, I was kind of, of the impression that he was just done really, he was a bit older, but he never really had pace study, he was more of a, a technical player, so uh, that's, that's quite a good shout, Colin, I'll give you that. <laughs> I think he was such a very useful um, very useful player, I don't think we appreciated him as much as we do like now looking back, because he was remember he was, he was with Ajax before he came as well, wasn't he? He was... Um, a really good top top striker, and I don't, I don't think we appreciated him as as much as uh, as much as we should have really. And you know, in the past twenty years, he's probably up there with one of one of the best strikers that we have had. Any other thoughts, Ian? Oh. No, I was yeah, I was I liked him. I looked, I thought he was an excellent player. I was surprised when we actually signed him because he was a good Ajax player. Like. It wasn't like he was just a squad player there. He was a good player there. So to get a, a guy 
with the calibre of an Ajax player coming to us, I thought was at the time a bit of a, a coup for us. Don't you miss the EBTs? <laughs> <laughs> right, so all in agreements with that. So I'll, I'll kick off with mine and give us a good laugh. Ross McCormack. <laughs> so let me let me. So I've I've went a different route with this, not on sort of football ability, more than like the, the amount of you know income we could have made from him. So obviously we didn't get him anywhere near his peak, and it wasn't good enough to be a regular sort of starter. He's always been known as like a a championship player, but um, in his time in England, scored a lot of goals. He was at Cardiff, Leeds, Fulham. Obviously didn't happen you know, as well as he wanted at Villa. He's cost a total of about twenty-five million in total and we didn't see a penny of that, which is which is crazy. So I know he had a, a good good game against was it Porto away that, that game, the the goal, but um I just think we should have been smarter, maybe loan him out a bit more. I don't know how we couldn't have seen the potential in him to be a you know, to, to make money from him or, you know, as I say, if we'd have loaned him out for another couple of seasons, secured him in a long-term contract, I'm not saying we'd have got anywhere near the money that he went for. I think he's the most expensive Scottish player um, in terms of combined transfer fees. Uh, so I just, I know it's we've had great strikers, you know, like when, when he's been playing his best football, like, Archiville, Kuzak, like that's the players he would have been competing against. But I think he would have been a a decent squad player, and we could have got a bit of money if he did. So, for example, if we'd have loaned him out to Cardiff or, or Leeds or something, we'd have got a lot more money than than nothing for it. So that was my argument. Just to be a bit different, I thought I would say him. So Colin, kick us off uh, first round of slagging. No, I think. Um... I'm glad you mentioned that it wasn't for the football ability because at the time, you know, he he wasn't really sitting ahead of the Rangers. But I think it's an absolute cracking shout and something that you can maybe dig a bit deeper in. So at that point, we let him go to Motherwell on a free. Well, we I we ended his contract and he went. We got nothing from going to Motherwell. But how many times did we see that happening with Rangers over the years? Under the likes of Murray and stuff, you know, poor, like late 2000s, it was happening. We, we didn't have very good business acumen. You're absolutely right that there's a lot of players that we let go under value for nothing where we could have got some money on. Uh, he went to Motherwell, had two cracking seasons, and then that's when he went to Cardiff and started, started all his big money moves. So, I think uh, it's a good show in terms of in terms of the finances. I think it just shows how mental money in England is. Like, no way he should have gone for that much money. Like, he's a, he's a decent player, but that's just ridiculous, isn't it? And it's it just shows what the the money down there is like, and it's that that's what I keep in mind going back to when we're thinking about how much we'd take from Morelis. Just if he's going to England, it's stupid money that that gets spent down there. I feel quite stupid now, uh, seeing Morelos to go for 15 million and waiting and Ross McCormick's went for 40 odd million in his career. 
Is it, this is all while never ever playing in the Premier League as well, is it not? Uh, he's he's about, again, we, we talked about that earlier, so League One, probably about equivalent of SPL, and he's scoring the chips. So you got to say, if he was given that, you know, in his peak years up here, it could have been it could have been a success for us, really, couldn't he have? But I was just looking at, as I say, more in the financial aspect. He was captain of Leeds as well, and obviously then Fulham, and I know Aston Villa didn't work out, and he's been back to Motherwell and all that, and he wouldn't be anywhere near it nowadays, but I think we've got a lot better system. I mean, nowadays, if we had a young prospect like that, we'd sign him up on a, a long-term contract, we would loan him out, and then we would get a fee for him, you know, so... So, yeah, so we're saying keep then, yeah. For me, I... Good you know, would, would I kept to get some money out of him? Because hindsight's a wonderful thing, but why why end his contract? Why, why terminate his contract and let him go to Motherwell? Why not try and get a fee off them or, or loan him out? Or even loan him out and bring him back and then sell him for big money? So I think it would have... At that point in time, I would have kept him, but that was part of the like when the call went Excellent. So uh, we we'll move on to Ian now. So I've gone for Gennaro Gattuso, better known to us as Reno Gattuso. Um, spent just over a year at us from 1997, July 97 to October 98. Played, he played a lot more games than I thought. He played 51 games uh, and scored five goals, which is for him some some going. <laughs> uh, but like, you just look at the career he went on to have. He won Serie A twice, Champions League twice, European Super Cup, European uh, the FIFA Club World Cup, and then of course the 2006 World Cup with Italy. Uh, the guy was just an absolute animal and exactly the type of player we need right now. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I just think it's, it's one of the hindsight things. Like, If you look at the team we had at the time, we had uh, center mids, we had Barry Ferguson, Jörg Alberts, Claudio Reyna, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and Jonas Tern. So it's quite a midfield. Um, and that second season, the first season we had also had Gascoigne, um, who was there. Obviously some good stories about Gascoigne and Gattuso with the suits. 
Advocate kept trying to flame at right back and then we, we loaned him out to Salernitana in Italy and we actually signed him on a free from Perugia so, and then we sold him for 4 million so we actually got good money for him um, when we did sell him you wonder if that's one because that's obviously when Advocate came in and we were talking going back to earlier on talking about like attitudes and that sort of thing because Gattuso was obviously a brilliant player, but he was an absolute nutcase, wasn't he? Um, <laughs> there, are, there are so many stories. Like I, I found while uh, looking up for this, and my favourite one uh, that I found was uh, so Gattuso uh, was asked if uh, his leg work made Pirlo a better player. He's like, "Don't talk nonsense. Let's not confuse Nutella with shit." <laughs> and there's just loads of stories where like he's barring people and there was so not one like eating with uh, Joe Jordan in a Champions League night. Uh, <laughs> there was a, a scenario where he had injured a few Milan players and they had to make up fake injury reports. <laughs> <laughs> so he was an absolute nutcase. <laughs> Did you hear the story as well where uh, it was, I think it was McCoy that told it and it was because uh, Gaza was at Lazio so um, Gattuso was going about like nailing everybody and it's like, we've got a, we've got a old firm at the weekend, Gaza you know a bit of Italian, tell me to calm down a wee bit and then he went up and put his studs right in McCoy or something. <laughs> <laughs> Gaza told him, Gaza told him to keep, keep it up. Ah, and get said, you're, you're, not, you're not trying hard enough, you need to show a bit more passion. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just mental to think, like when you were listening off that midfield and like, obviously you get to yourself a lot younger than wasn't the player that he developed in there, but Oh, it's just crazy to find the talent that we had there. I think um, when people talk about Gattuso, the argument a lot of people say that they should have sold him is that he wouldn't have developed into the player that he did if Rangers didn't sell him if they saved him strong. But I don't know about that because Van Bronckhorst, well, he came through. And, well, you know. Gattuso does give playing in Scotland a lot of credit for, for his career. He says it made him the... Like, the player he is, like, and because, like, in Italy and that, though, like, the slightest little foul, it was, like, guys rolling about in the ground, whereas in Scotland, we're not, we're not as bad as that, so, like, he, he did say that that was a good thing for his career. Yeah, so I think that kind of shuts the arguments down, doesn't it? <laughs> so I think, uh, definitely a keep then for... For Gattuso, I don't think we can have any arguments. Uh, on to better and better, bigger and better things. Cap, you know, captain. A, he was a captain of AC Milan and World Cups. Don't think he would have achieved that at Rangers, unfortunately. So that's a keep. Craig, hit us up with your one. Yep. So mine, um, I've gone for Alan Hutton. Um, especially thinking that. So we sold him in the. No seven, no eight season, and just thinking of that season in particular, I don't think it'd be ridiculous to say he was probably one of the best fullbacks in Britain, if not in Europe. That season, he was phenomenal, bombing down from right back. Um, I think that season we played Lyon, Stuttgart, Barcelona in the Champions League, and he was 
outstanding in those games. Um, Stuttgart game at Ibrox in particular, we were getting beat 1-0. Um, and the two goals we got, one was him bombing down the wing and getting the ball out to um, Charlie Adam. Another one was, again, him going on one of his runs and where we won the penalty from and ended up winning the game 2-1. So it was phenomenal that season. Um, that season as well was when Scotland beat France 1-0 away. So he started in that game. Um, it was brilliant. We obviously got £9 million pounds for him, but the, the thing I would say is I wish he stayed till the end of the season because um, we were going for the quadruple that season, weren't we? So if he'd stayed, one of the things I always think about the, the Manchester Cup final, the, the sort of what-ifs that haunt me, is if McGregor had been fit, if Daniel Cousin wasn't a nut job and stuck the nut in uh, if you're on Tina player. It's <laughs> either the game before or the game after we're playing Dundee United and they done the same thing to Lee Wilkie as well. So he's obviously just a big cycle, but he was a brilliant footballer in his day. Um, so if we had McGregor, if we had Cusson and, and Hutton was the other one, if we had the, the three of them going into that cup final, I think we would have had a, a much better chance of winning it. Um, obviously getting the £9 million pounds from is our high speed. I think we get eight for Doomsong, Queller and Broncos round about. Um, eight for them, so getting nine is a, a record fee. It's it's hard to turn down. Um, I think I remember at the time he did dig his heels in a wee bit. He, he didn't want to go. He said he wasn't going to begin with, and then David Murray pretty much said, "We need the money. You're going." Um, but I just think if we kept him till the end of the season, would we get more of a more than a double that season, and would we have more than nine million by the end of the season? Thank you. My, my my first my first question was could we have kept him? What, what, what I was thinking, but I think you're right, and I think it would have maybe inflated his price tag if he got to. A, you, you named it off all the opponents he had that year, done it in you know against France, Stuttgart, uh, Barcelona, you know, and um, he more than done enough, you know. And I think when you look back at the modern day fullback, he was. I know you talk, you know, about. The, the, I think it gets called the Scottish Cafu, isn't it? But like he really brought that in. Like he was, it, he's like who you think of actually, like just going up fullback and like going in runs, really. You know what I mean? And at that time, there wasn't many about of them. So, but for me. You're on mute there. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry about that, listeners. Um, press the wrong button. So for me, I'm going to sound like an absolute old fucking Scrooge here, but when we think about that 07-08 season, a lot of the memories are very romanticised because of the season we had and went to Manchester. As good as Hutton was going forward, and I think... You can maybe point out the Barcelona at home game for a solid defensive display, but other than that, sometimes he's a bit of a car crash. He leaped into challenges, he's a bit hot headed, and it was more kind of like Tab, there's more his attacking prowess that kind of got him that move. I think, I think you're right, Craig, and what you say, if we had Hutton in the cup final, then it would have made a difference, but I don't know if we get to the cup final with Hutton at right back because we had Papach and Broadfoot fullback. Whitaker never played fullback in Europe because he was shocking defensively. I think if where Broadfoot and Papach playing fullbacks, it was basically four centre backs we played. They didn't get. They were told not to go forward at all in Europe 
and I think Hutton, I don't know if he had uh, you know, the tactical awareness or the maturity to see out those games in Birmingham. I think um, I, the discipline, I don't know if we get to the final with Alan Hutton and I think at the time we need the money. Yeah, that's a fair point because um, he did leave, obviously spent all of the game higher up the pitch, he did leave a, a gap behind but I think particularly that season, talking about the reason they got away with it most of the times because he had Carlos Cuella playing at right centre back just covering him up who was he was just phenomenal, wasn't he? Yeah. What a Rose Royce a player to call it. I thought you mentioned him. Bally Golton. Bally Golton. Bally Golton. Well, I saw, I think, um, what we're saying with Hutton then is that I keep for the end of the season. I think you raised a good point there, Colin, about the run. Would they have suited the mentality for for these defensive performances? For me, I think we sold them for the right amount of money at the right time. Ian? I think it would have been more money and more success if it was the end of the season. Well, he's on sorry. the phone. He's, 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 he's on the phone, actually. Sorry. Well, sorry. <laughs> I missed your question. Sorry. <laughs> I said, would you would you have kept Hutton then? I think nobody likes to see their best players go, and we can all agree that he was one of our best players. But that money back then was was a significant amount, especially for a defender, and it's usually your attacking players which which go for the big money, isn't it? Yeah, I, I would have kept, I would have liked to keep kept them, but I think like we said earlier, like guys like Goals and Morelos at the right price. I think at the time that probably was a good price for him. Um, I don't think England had quite got as mental as it is yet on the the pricing of players. Um, yeah, I'd have kept them personally. Excellent. Well, that's that's us for another week. Anyway, thanks for thanks for for joining. Yeah, just the last thing to do is to thank everybody who's listened to this show and the last couple of weeks. As ever, please please let us know what you think in the comments on Acast, Apple, or on Twitter. And let us know who would you want to get rid of, or who should we be looking at selling for the upcoming season, or do you have any regrets on players that we sold previously? My name's been... No, my name hasn't been. My name is Colin McDuff, beg your pardon. <laughs> and thank you to my three co-hosts, starting with Craig McAdam. Always a pleasure. Scott Hodge. Thanks, Colin. And the man who was on the phone for half of the call, <laughs> Ian McCready. Cheers. Take care, guys. See you next week. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.